Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Monthly Comic Cast, brought to you by the New England Society of Geeks. I'm Derek, and tonight I have with me the world's greatest sidekick, Paul. I didn't forget that one. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Uh, we are without our cosmic comic guru, Dario, tonight because he is off adventuring and fighting uh, Norse gods and <laughs> what? I get the text as he was out fighting Galactus because he was eating up comic book stores left and right. Oh, 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 oh well, I guess we'll have to sort that story out with him later. <laughs> yeah, he's probably just drunk in a bar somewhere. <laughs> he's probably crashing somebody's wedding. <laughs> All right, but we're here and we're going to talk some comics. Um, So this is going to be a fun episode because it is the episode right before Halloween. So we are going to be talking some Halloween stuff, such as costumes. Here's a question for you, Paul. What do you think will be the big superhero costume this year? Uh, probably anything from Marvel. That would be my guess. Maybe Ant-Man, since it just came out. Maybe. I was thinking possibly Black Panther. Black Panther. If it's not... If Doctor it ha- Strange. Doctor Strange, maybe. If it hasn't been too long. Mm. Since, or even you know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man could be, yeah, yeah. Maybe some Thanos. That'd be interesting. Huh? Or even homemade. I always like looking at the homemade ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw one on Facebook. His father was, he must have been, he had to have been on stilt. Of Groot. Oh, I think I've seen that, And yeah. his little kid was, was just ro- yes. rocket rocket. Yes, I did. I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. Dude, two thumbs up. I know, right? That was so cool. Um, I know, as I just showed you, my niece and her boyfriend, uh, Haley and Eric, who have been on this show previously, uh, they are going as Star-Lord and Gamora to, I think they're going to a party or whatever. Um, so that was good to see. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what costumes come out this year. Uh, but in the meantime, meanwhile, let's cover some books, shall we? Sounds good to me. Uh, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, sure, show you go ahead. Oh, that's nice of you. All right, so, the first thing I have is The Immortal Hulk, number seven. And, uh, like, on the cover, there's a little quote from the AV Club where they say, Exceptional! Which, you know, this is a good issue. Um, being that it's Halloween, it was, uh, it ends with a, an interesting kind of horror twist, which I like. And uh, basically in this issue, Hulk fights the Avengers. Yay. The new version of the Avengers, which I don't know if you have been reading Avengers, if you know the current lineup. I basically stick with what I like. Avengers wasn't one of them. <laughs> I used, back a long time ago, I used to not read Avengers, but I've been an Avengers fan ever since Bendis days. But now they have uh, Captain Marvel. Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, She-Hulk, which is a really cool, there's a really cool battle between She-Hulk and Hulk, um, and they have the new, the Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider. Right then, there, I hate it. <laughs> I don't hate him, I just, you know. Ghost Rider is supposed to be on a motorcycle. Ghost Rider, I'm not a car. Although, there was one interesting thing in the Avengers book where, they were fighting Celestials, and Ghost Rider possessed one of the Celestials and turned him into a giant Ghost Rider. That was kind of really? cool. Yeah, it was it was weird, but interesting. Um, 
but yeah, this one's fun. Great fight. Some great stuff between Hulk and She-Hulk. Um, Hulk pretty much, uh, you know, he pretty much kicks butt till he doesn't. And the the last page is, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I'm gonna say the last page was, uh, pretty interesting. I'll have to check that out. I got it in my pile. And it really, it really, um, it really, it really, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> But it really, it really, um... Threw you for a loop? Yeah, well, yeah. But it really, it really, um, is gonna play interesting on the whole immortal part of the Immortal Hulk. Okay. Seeing him like that. Um, next up, speaking of Avengers, I have Avengers number nine. And, uh, this one, the Avengers, go underwater and fight Namor, who is, uh, pretty much... Uh, angry at the world. Um, so the usual. Yeah, yeah, but this time he means business. <laughs> so, well, so in the previous issue, there was a Roxxon boat. I don't remember what what kind of boat it was. If it was a oil tanker, maybe or something. But anyway, they they were they were attacked by some Atlanteans, and then they. They managed to kill the Atlanteans, and ha- they were hang. They hung the Atlanteans off of their boat, like, like, uh, like as you know, like as as a fish right. they caught or something. Right. So of course Namor is all angry, and the issue starts off on uh, <laughs> with Tiger Shark attacking a cruise ship that Stingray is on, and uh, all right, they fight for they are have an argument and they fight a little while, and they wind up underwater. And then Namor stops him from fighting, and he basically says, "You guys either join me or you're dead." Mm. And Stingray tries to uh, kind of, you know, say, "Look, Namor, you know this. We don't need to do this. You know, we were just, we were just me and Tiger Shark were just having an argument, blah blah blah." And Namor sends his attack sharks after him and kills him. Nice. So Namor means business this time. And so the Avengers come down underwater and they fight. I guess that cruise ship wasn't the load boat then. I guess not. Um, and Namor pretty much, you know, kicks all their butts now for a good while. I've been reading. I've been reading X Men Red. Yes. And is he? And he's still part of that team. In fact, didn't. Oh he, yeah. Didn't he give? Didn't they? He give them immunity in Atlantis. I think so. Yeah. But that's the X Men, so yeah. and he is a fellow mutant technically, so not the first, right? But so that's he, a whole other debate. Yeah, he might be, he might have more of a soft spot for the X Men, mm. but not the Avengers. In fact, there's this, there's also a scene where you sh- the see the Roxxon guys who killed the Atlanteans. They've been caught and put in jail in a jail in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Where Namor kills them by flooding their cell from the toilet with water and drowning them. So, so this is a good issue, especially for if you're a fan of Namor. And then at the end, he kind of he he has his set up his own uh his own group that he's calling the Defenders of the Deep with a bunch a bunch of undersea characters, some of which I recognize and some of which I look sort of familiar, but I'm not a hundred percent on them. Atuma. Yes, yeah, Atuma. Tiger Shark's there. Is 
after Nemo killed Stingray, Tiger Shark said, "Okay, I'm is with that, you." The one, the one in the lower left. Is that I want to say Nemo. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Hard to tell. Or is that? Or is she's got blonde hair? I think Nemo Rita's in there, and but yeah, it's uh, it was kind of interesting. And you got like this huge edge. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is. Um, Rock Lobster. Yeah, maybe the um the uh guy in the killer whale costume looks kind of familiar, but I think that's a tuma in a in a different outfit. It might be, yeah, I'm not sure. But the the whole exile wasn't he exiled from Atlantis? At one point he was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he still was. Took up a costume. But the 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 killer whale costume looks wicked familiar, unless I'm thinking of. You're thinking of uh, the one from the DC side. That's what I was wondering, yeah. But, um, yeah, but isn't that a girl, though? It's, I'm not even sure anymore. Isn't that like Orca or something like that? Right. It, yeah. Orca is DC. Right, yeah. Atuma is Marvel. Yeah. But that's why it, I wonder if that's who I was thinking of when I saw that. And I'm like, oh, looks I wonder if. I know Cyrene is Banshee's daughter. Yeah. But I don't know if, like, that would be. Another siren. Oh, maybe, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even, or even, um, water nymph. Maybe, yeah. Or, you know. Well, something tells me we'll probably find out. That could be, maybe that's a sea hag. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Very interesting. But yeah, it was kind of cool to see, uh. So the moral of the stories, boys and girls, is if you do play Dungeons and Dragons, you might learn to learn some of the characters. <laughs> I know, right? And I like Namor's costume there he's got like a new costume yeah like it beats the robin shorts <laughs> <laughs> yeah now back in the um i don't want is it the incentive hmm? when they back away maybe a year year or two ago they had the incentive or the they had a mini series a six-part mini series of namor Oh, where he went up against Venom and Venom ripped the wings off of his ankles. Yeah, I don't remember which one that was. Well, yeah, I didn't know yeah. if they grew back or not. Or yeah, it looks like it. He has them in this one, so so he has regeneration. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? He's the king of Atlantis, so who knows what his powers might be? Uh, Although he doesn't talk to fish. Nah. <laughs> I was just about to say something like that when that another. <laughs> When they had that team up, the Marvel versus DC. Yeah, yeah. And they were battling, and it was Aquaman versus Namor. Namor. And they're like, well, what's the difference between you and me? (laughs) And Aquaman goes, I don't fight fair. And he dropped a whale on him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the only way he won. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Namor would have wiped the floor with him otherwise. I think Namor is Namor's worst enemy. Yeah, definitely. Like the, in in that him that, and Reed Richards. Yeah, no kidding. He definitely has the superior attitude in that mm. in that ish in the comic the Avengers there that issue. Yep. All right. Now moving on. Next, Next, I have the Amazing Spider-Man number seven. And this was a fun issue because um, so Spider-Man um after being on top of the world for a while in, in the Dan Slot run a while ago. We had his own company and all that. He's now uh broke and uh 
not doing well anymore and he lost everything and um so he moved into an apartment with um Robbie Robertson um his son and um this other guy who uh turns out is Boomerang which is a which is a villain one of his villains yep which is one of his villains Boomerang but of course so he Boomerang admits you know he's not hiding that he's Boomerang but of course Peter's hiding that he's Spider-Man right and he's like I can't believe I'm living with this this guy who's more of a second rate villain he's not really at the top of Spider-Man's villain list but but anyway so in this issue uh Peter's hmm so he's so he's shouldn't like expect an imitation to the sister six <laughs> probably not unless they're really desperate um but this issue is funny um because spider-man follows him boomerang around to see what he's up to and there's one part where um where boomerang it goes to this uh like warehouse and he's having a poker game with a bunch of his friends other fellow supervillains and uh and um you know it, they start they start the other supervillains start acting weird and it oh, turns yeah. out that those are just life model decoys because <laughs> he doesn't actually have any friends left <laughs> nice <laughs> so and they start they start malfunctioning so he's all you know he's all bummed out and stuff so he ends up him and peter end up going to a bar to get some drinks but uh turns out the boomerang takes Peter to to the bar with no name, which is the supervillain hangout. <laughs> oh god. So he's there hanging out drinking and stuff, and then they start having a Spider Man trivia night. <laughs> <laughs> which of course, you know, Peter starts doing really good because, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. So all the other villains are get angry at him because he's doing so not because they think he's spider-man but because he's doing so well in the trivia contest right. so they start a big bar fight and all this stuff so peter peter and boomerang fight all these other villains like in a bar fight okay <laughs> it just it just goes crazier and crazier from he there fights it, fights him as peter parker as peter parker okay yeah and uh at the end of it all it turns out you know him and him and boomerang kind of have a little heart-to-heart talk you know peter and boomerang not mm-hmm. spider-man and and um and he's you know he tries he basically tells peter peter that he doesn't have any friends anymore he's hanging out with life model decoys and all that stuff and uh and um you feel sorry for him peter feels sorry for him yes <laughs> and he ends up inviting boomerang to go see a, an improv show on a you know hey you can come with us sunday night and he's like really he's like yeah, sure. It's the least you could do. You saved my life back there in the bar. So now they're friends all of a sudden. Great. So that's just a funny, a fun issue. I don't know what I don't know what's worse his his villains or his friends. I don't know who who's <laughs> gonna kill him first. I know, right? <laughs> but that that's the kind of thing that I love about you know that's that's the kind of thing I like reading Spider Man for. That kind yeah. of like. He's got some great serious stories, but then he's also got some great lighter stories when they do them right. He was the Amazing Spider-Man title was always like that, even yeah. way back. I mean, like when um, Romana Senior was mm. drawing it. Mm, yep, it always had that extra-dimensional storytelling. 
Yeah, Spider-Man's fighting Green Goblin, but right, right. he's more dealing with Osborn on a personal level right. than Spider-Man versus the Goblin. Mm-hmm. And Octavius, there was one, one storyline where Doc Ock was dating Aunt May. May. Yeah. And he took him everything in his power to stop from, you know, ripping his head off. Right. So, but yeah. And there's still, even now, like, I, I read. And he's had, he's had problems like that, like the common man can relate to. Right. Which is why I've, Spider-Man's always been my personal favorite character. Because um, I love that, the both aspects of it. And yeah. then, you know. And then when he's in the middle of a fight and he's throwing out jokes and stuff, it's always like... Right. It's his way of dealing with the stress. Right, yeah. And it's like what you said, how he had a big company like Tony Stark and he lost it, so he went from rags to riches back to rags again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like they they call it the Peter the Parker luck. Yep. Yeah, so that that was a perfect example of it right there. Now, the next one I have is another Spider-Man book, but this is the Miles Morales Spider-Man, and it's the annual, because his series recently ended, but this is the, they put out an annual, and this was a fun story, um, it, because it actually takes place um, before Miles really starts doing Spider-Man stuff, mm-hmm. and it's back in the, during the Secret Invasion, you remember that? When the scrolls were... Right, right, right. And uh, so he's fighting some scrolls, one of which is disguised as Spider-Man. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's just, this is a good, this is a, a fun issue of how Miles decides that he, you know, because he's like, I don't know if I should be a hero. I have these powers, but I don't know if, so it's kind of his moment because he has a friend. He has this kid that's trying to set him up with his sister. Right. And they go to like a party, and then this there's a fight that um the scrolls are fighting the Avengers, and it kind of like they break right like away. like collateral damage they kind of break into the party okay all right and yeah. his the friend who miles's friend ends up dying as a result of it, okay. so that's why he finally says that that's where he finally gets his responsibility thing so so. his best friend is like his Gwen Stacy basically, yeah. Right. Yeah, so uh, that was a it was a good story. Or his uncle Ben. Right. Yes, more like his uncle Ben. More like yeah. his uncle Ben. Right. So yeah, that was that was that was kind of a nice little story to read. Um, I never got into the to the Miles Spider Man. I, I like I like the character. Um, I mean, I would not. I like him. So me and one of my other friends, um, Chris, who's actually. Uh, the co-host on another podcast I do, Keepers of the Fringe, uh, we kind of came up with a thing like, I like Miles, and I like him as a Spider-Man, but I don't like him as the Spider-Man. Like, right. I wouldn't want him to replace Peter. Right, okay. But having him around, I like him and stuff, and it's kind of a nice... Uh, world type. Yeah, and like a fresh take. Okay. But I would not, I do not, if there was... Like even in the ultimate books, okay, when they killed off Peter Parker and they brought Miles in, right, it was okay because you still had the main Peter Parker, okay, in in the main six one six Marvel universe, okay. 
So that was so it was like okay, well, this is the ultimate universe. So it's okay that they killed Spider, uh, killed Peter Parker, and brought in Miles, but you still have the regular now, Peter Parker. What do you think of that Spider Verse with the with all the different variations? It's well, I read the first this first Spider Verse, but I haven't been reading this new one, the Spider Geddon. Okay, because from what I've been hearing, it's kind of the same. Rehash. Yeah, it yeah. kind of feels like a rehash. But I liked it. It was kind of fun. To s- it's kind of fun to see all the different Spider-Men mm. they have. And, of course, they did bring in um, Spider-Ham. Right. So you can't go wrong there. Okay. Um, That was fun. And it, there's some. there were some interesting ones, like the Spider-Punk and all that. Um, the Spider-Man Noir. I like that one. He's, I think he. I would have to say he was like one of my favorite ones. He, he's him a cool and, one, yeah. Him and uh, Gwen. Spider Gwen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seeing how she got the powers instead, and yeah, yeah, from a yeah. That's point. that's an interesting one, yeah. Um, although I guess they're changing her name to Ghost Spider now. It's weird, but okay, whatever. But anyway, so already that's that. Yeah. Nice. Did I knock everything down. Nice save. <laughs> Thank you. My final book for review is the Silver Surfer Annual. Now, there was a great Silver Surfer series right. in the last couple of years written by Dan Slott, drawn by Mike Allred, which I loved. It was a great... Now, Mike Allred, you also drew Madman? Or... Yes. Right. Yep. Same same one. Yep. Um, And that was a great... I was enjoying that series, but it ended earlier this year, maybe? Okay. Or whenever... But so, but they came out with an annual for it this year, and it's um. I didn't even I didn't even say who was writing. Oh, you got the one with the good cover. Yeah, that's right. Ron Lim. Yeah. No, I'm not even sure who it is. Um. Now this one's written by Ethan Sachs and is drawn by Andre Lima Arajo, Arajo, whatever it is. Oh, the cover is Philip Tan. That's who I was thinking. But and this is um. This is a nice story about Silver Surfer back when he was the Herald of Galactus. Okay. And he's hunting down planets for Galactus. And he comes across this planet where, of course, you know, if you know the Silver Surfer, you know he he tries to find Galactus planets that don't have... Populations. Yeah. Um, But he comes across this planet that has a population of insectoid creatures. Okay. That are about caveman level in, of intelligence. Okay, so insects that are Neanderthals. Basically, yeah. And um, and he, he, he watches them for a while. And basically what they do is they kill each other and they fight, you know, and, the, and, and they're very barbaric. Yeah. So he says, you know what? Nobody's going to miss these guys. So I'll just bring Galactus here and... Let him let him go to town on this planet, um, <clears throat> but then, so he sends a signal for Galactus, mm-hmm. and then he gets shot out of the sky by something, and uh, it turns out that there's another group of these insect creatures that live underground, but they're highly intelligent and have a, a very scientific society and everything. Okay, and they said that they they leave the Neanderthal-like creatures up above mm-hmm. to 
kind of disguise the planet so that nobody will come and okay. invade them or anything like that. Right. So it's like a cover. So they leave they leave those barbaric barbaric creatures alone, mm-hmm. and they live underground. And then you know, Silver Surfer is all upset. He's like, "Oh no, no, I'm going to destroy another great civilization and all this." And they put like a twist of uh, HG Wells time machine. Basically, yeah. But uh, and then uh, and then what's really good is Galactus comes and he starts to, he starts eating the planet. So Silver Surfer attacks him and says, "No, you can't kill these these creatures. They're intelligent and all this stuff." So what Galactus does is. Basically, he says, you know what? He says, why do you care about these people, these mm-hmm. creatures? And, you know, what What do you care if I eat this planet? And Silver Surfer says, well, I can't stand the pain of you, you know, killing a great civilization like this. So Galactus says, okay. He wiped out his memory of the creatures. Okay. So, and then he, you know, Galactus eats the planet. Silver Surfer has no memory of it. And he just goes on about his business. Wow. So. Minds wiped them. Yeah. Well, that was, I thought that was a pretty cool story. That was a nice little twist on it. And uh, I enjoyed that one. So Galactus could be almost a member of the Justice League. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. Yes. Uh, no way to bring back that old story. That was a good, nice. That was an nice awesome storyline. That was. That was Identity Crisis, right? Yep. I always get the crises confused. Yeah. <laughs> so many well, it's the same now. thing with how many, war, how many Infinity Wars are they going to have? Yeah, how many crises are yeah. they going to have? I know. But yeah, Identity Crisis was a good story. It was, right, it wasn't on the cosmic level no, all the time. But, yeah. It was more close to home because it started off right off the bat with what happened to Elongated Man's wife. Right. So what started yep. it. And it just followed through. Right. And it was, um, uh, my memory's failing me. Whose memory well, did, wasn't it? It was Zatanna wiping out Batman's memory. They wiped out Batman's memory because in the middle, because so what happened to Elongated's wife was done by Dr. Dr. Light. Right, right, right. So they were going to dumb him down beyond right, dumb belief. Yep. Right, right, right. And then, as they were in the middle of it, the teleporters went off, and Bruce came right, in and yep. goes, oh, wait, what are you doing to him? And then they had to, they froze him, and then they had to mind, it took 10 minutes away from Bruce. That's right, yep. And then when he found, when he realized what happened, he just went off. Yeah, he just yep. went, every, every um, contingent plan that he had for them. Freaking just kicked in. Oh, right, and, yeah. And he just started picking them off one by one. Yeah. And I always, I don't want to say I always thought Hawkman was a was a second-rate hero. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I never thought, I thought they all stood at, as their own. Right, you yeah. You know, as first, right. first stringers on their own. Right. And as the Justice League. Right. And then when him and Bruce went toe-to-toe, Oh, I'm like, yeah. this isn't even going to be a fair fight. <laughs> and it pretty wasn't. Because he just, I don't know. I don't want to give, you know, pick up the book and read it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but if you haven't read it, that's a good recommendation. Just definitely check out uh, Identity Crisis. And then a couple of issues after uh, after Identity Crisis, it carried over into JLA. Mm. 
for like yes, yeah, like right. three or four issues after that. So I mean, I don't know if they would throw that in with the trade paperback, but I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I think trade paperback came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, because um bonus materials or they made a reference to them so it might be in the back of the book mm. but i mean i liked it i liked it a lot yeah it was a good story it was really good and i mean god rest of me went michael turner oh right yeah you know yeah too soon mm. yeah definitely all right well already on that note um i want to let you do your reviews but first let me just uh i totally forgot to Mention the writers and artists of the books that I reviewed. So, Avengers was written by Jason Aaron with art by David Marquez. Uh, Silver Surfer, uh, I did mention that. Ethan Sachs and uh, Andre Lima Arejo. Arajo. Not sure. <laughs> Apologize for pronouncing your name incorrectly, which I no doubt did. And um, the Spider-Man Annual was written by Brian Edward Hill and drawn by Nelson Blake II with Aletha E. Martinez and Mark Bagley as well, who did the the present-day penciling. Um, oh, I forgot. And also, in the beginning of that book, uh, Miles fought um, Morbius, the living vampire. Who Did you hear that's going to be the next movie somebody yeah. puts out? That looks pretty good. Um, and, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man is Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos, one of my favorites. And, uh, The Immortal Hulk is Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. So there you go. Nice. Very good. Now, your books. What do you yes. got for us? Not many, because I've been busy. Um, I want to start with, I only got three. It's part two of the one of the Soldier Supreme. Ah, yes. Where they, where, um, if you guys aren't up to it, in the Infinity War, Gamora had the stones. Mm-hmm. Instead of wiping everybody, half a mo- half the universe off, she took it and just folded it like a book. Yep. And cool. mashed everybody. Yeah. All right. So this is Infinity Warps, Soldier Supreme, which combined Captain America with Doctor, uh, Strange. Doctor Strange. And, oh, I really enjoyed the first issue. Yeah. Um, and I haven't read that one yet. Um in the last in the first one they left off where he got in, sucked into a different dimension, I oh, believe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well this is where it picks up. Um I don't want to give too much away because you haven't read it yet. Um I like the story. It can picked up from where it, you know, where it carried through. Right. It could have been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not over because it coming to a roundabout, uh, Infinity War number five. It picked it. Oh, okay. Right. Continues yeah. into there. Right. Um, the writer was Duncan. The artists were, the artists were Hubert and Wilson. Hmm. Um, the cover, cover was pretty cool. I mean, it had, it had Steve, uh, <laughs> fighting whatever. And then you had that, Modoc, Modoc, yeah. Modoc coming in from behind. <laughs> I mean, how many mashes are you gonna have? <laughs> it's not even. He's not even mashed unless he's up with somebody. I don't know. He must be with somebody because he looks different. But I'm not sure. Oh, who. you know who? Maybe 
Baron Zemo. I'm not Baron Zemo. I'm Baron Doctor Strange. Mordo. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. That would make sense. Yep. Okay. That would totally make sense. So I would check it out. Oh, yeah. I definitely will. I give it a thumbs up. Okay. Not many Marvel books get a thumbs up for me. Sorry, guys. DC. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the, one that, the one out of all of this that I was most excited about. Ah, yes. Was another Infinity Warps was the Arachnite, which matched Spider-Man with one of my all-time favorites, Moon Knight. Ah, yes. Um, done by. Hold on, I got open up the bag. <laughs> in in honor of Dario. <laughs> Have a drink for me, buddy. Alrighty. Uh, it was written by Dennis Hopeless. Oh, Some of these people, I just, you know, I think they just come up with names. So <laughs> if it's bad, you know, they it can't, they can't find, they can't find where they live. <laughs> oh. uh, I want to say Ali, Ali Gaza. Oh, yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. inker was Victor Olaz Abra. The colorist was Ruth Redmond. Um, I liked it. Um. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to give away too much. Was it uh, as good as you were hoping it would be? No. Uh, uh. No, but I mean, I you know sometimes you say yeah, set it, yeah, your exact your right, expectations yeah. high, A little too high, and yeah. they come in under the radar. Yeah. I mean, it, the kid's name is still Peter Parker. <laughs> like, they didn't mash it. They didn't call like Mark Parker. Or Peter Spector. Or, or Peter Spencer. Or, yeah. Which, eh. I mean, they did combine, they did combine the villain. All right. Interesting. And in, now this kind of ties in with the Halloween thing. What was the first, what was the first appearance of Moon Knight? I have no idea. He first appeared in Werewolf by Night. Okay. So, all right. I'll give you this much. All right. They combined, they combined the Green Goblin. With like a werewolf type mm. persona, and cool. it kind of, eh. I mean, they kind the uh, the green wolf, if you <laughs> want to call him that. <laughs> yeah, he took out he took out Uncle Ben, mm. but he also took out Aunt May. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so he jumped fifteen years to the future where he's all grown up. Um, so Arachnite is. Got all these voices in his head. Mm-hmm. They explain it, oh, but cool. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you how. Oh, nice, nice. Um, you mentioned Morbius. Mm-hmm. He's got a small pot in the book. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, now uh, for those who don't know, um, follow Moon Knight at all. Yeah, he had a friend that worked with him when they were in like the Legionnaires. You know, like a mm. gun for hire. Right, right. His name was Frenchie. <laughs> okay. Helicopter pilot, medic, soldier of fortune. No, hate to say it, but a second rate Alfred Penningworth. <laughs> well, he is best friend, Harry Osborne. Right, yeah. Pretty much picks takes that role. I could I was gonna say that, but I couldn't get Norman Osborne out of my head. Right. I'm like, it's not Norman. <laughs> so he always makes sure Peter's gotta be because I guess in this he's he is successful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He like keep all his appointments. 
Make sure he gets from A to B to C back to Z in time to do Y. Okay? <laughs> he has um, Mary Jane's in it, but really small part, probably maybe in the second book. Mm. But it's not Mary Jane Watson. It's, it's another name. I'm just, you know, like I said, I don't want to give away too much. But I would pick it up if you're if you're either a um a Moon Knight fan or a Spider Man fan, I would give it. Or if you're reading the Infinity Wars, yeah, give them yeah. <laughs> if that's if that's just slick. <laughs> and I got one more that I haven't read yet, but I'm just want to throw it out because we'll uh, I'll review it for the next time, which is. From Dynamite Comics, all right. They had this. It's an intro. It's an intro issue that'll start probably next month. I mean, it was, I mean, can't beat the price. It was thirty-five cents. When was the last time you bought a comic book for thirty-five cents? I don't think I've ever bought a comic for thirty-five cents. Well, the book is um, classic Battlestar Galactica. Mm. I mean, I used to love the show. And it just brought, I mean, flipping flipping through it and reading the story. It has the original characters. Nice. All right, so you have a lot of nostalgia, memories, flashbacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the artwork is done very well. But I, that, I mean, they actually look like the company. Nice. Yeah, open up the bag again. Sorry, guys. Rule number one. Put them in a the bag, but don't seal them. <laughs> Till you read them. All right. So, all right. It's written by John Jackson Miller. I don't know who he is. I'm not familiar with him either. Mm. The art is Daniel. All right. Now get this. All right. His name is Daniel. His last name is HDR. (laughs) Yeah. How do you pronounce that? (laughs) Home detention room? What? I'm not breaking on you, but I don't know how to pronounce your last name if you just got three syllables, three consonants. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The letters, Taylor Esposito, and um, it's colored by Natalia Marquise. Then they have like variant covers. One done by Sean, Sean Chen, C-H-E-N, and Chris Peter. Then they have other ones done by Orlando. Marco Rudy, and another one by Daniel HDR. We we both have the Chen cover, right? You have the same one? Um, Which looks pretty good. Yes, it is. I mean, it show, it show a Cylon, it show the ships. And I like how it's designed like an old... Right, an like old an old book. Marvel. Yeah. Like when, Star, when they had Star Wars. Yes, yeah. With the, blo- with the box. Right, yeah. I like it a lot. Um... The inside, the artwork is amazing. Oh, I look forward to reading that one. I mean, the background art is, like, crazy. Then they give a couple of uh, character sketches, and pretty much the rest of it's just ads, but still for $0.35. Cents. <laughs> it can't be beat. Yeah, really. But I did notice on the back, very last page, you know how they have the um the art editions mm-hmm. that are, like, crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got Walter's... Walter Simonson's original Battlestar Galactica run coming out for either November or December. Signed by Walter Simon is limited to 250 and remarked 
by Walter is limited to 50. 11 by 17. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. Makes a great birthday present there if you're listening. <laughs> Which I'm sure she is. No. <laughs> but they had, and like, then they had, if you, I don't know, Dynamite Comics always has last page, they do like a um, cover gallery. Oh, right, yeah. That way you can pick and choose whatever ones you want to pick up. Or see what you missed, yeah. See what you missed. That way you go to a convention or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, boom, this is the one I want to look. Right. Well, they had five different ones, and they they all looked pretty damn good. Nice. So I will read this, and I will have a review for it, and I'm also going to do... um. I have it, but I haven't read it. Was uh, Moon Knight 200. Oh, cool. And from what I heard, it's the last Moon Knight for a while. Mm. So they're going to reboot it. You know, Marvel, every six months, got to have a number one. <laughs> but I think that pretty much covers all the book reviews now. All right, cool. So let's move on to some stories that we have this week. And uh, the first story is an interesting one. And it is not official yet, but there is reports that there has been a script written for a Dark Avengers movie. Now, uh, Dark Avengers, if you don't remember or you missed it, was um, came out of the Secret Invasion event that Marvel had a few years ago where the Skrulls had infiltrated um, Earth and taken over, uh, disguised themselves as a lot, a lot of different heroes and stuff, and they had, they had kidnapped the heroes that they had taken over and stuff. Um, like, didn't they do some villains too? They did, yep. Uh, I remember Spider-Woman and Mockingbird were two, two of the big ones I remember. Um, but anyway, after, um, oh, wait a minute, Dark Avengers didn't, yes, because at the end of that, um, Norman Osborn took over Shield, right? And he created the Dark Avengers, which Shield or Hammer? Well, he changed Shield to Hammer. Okay, all right. When he took over, and he created the Dark Avengers, who consist who were basically um, villains that had taken that were disguising themselves as the Avengers. For example, they had Bullseye uh, disguised as Hawkeye. Um, Wolverine's son, Dakin, Dakin, whatever you want to call him, he was Wolverine, and there was a few. I believe uh, the Sentry was on that team because... But he was just himself. He was himself because Norman Osborn... It was his bodyguard, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. But he had... Norman Osborn was kind of playing on his... Was his, it in Ares, Ares replaced Thor? Yes, Ares. Yep, that's right. But anyway, so it looks like um they're... There could be a possibility of someday doing a Dark Avengers movie, which is interesting because uh, we know that the Captain Marvel movie that's coming out next year is going to have the Skrulls as the main villain. So there's also talk that maybe there could be a little secret invasion thing going on where the Skrulls could start being in um, disguised as other characters in other Marvel movies and such. And that could eventually possibly At the Avengers four, possibly, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it would definitely have to be after that. That would be yeah. interesting. That would, yeah, but um, so there could 
possibly be a Dark Avenger someday. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that would make an interesting movie? I think it would. I think I really, it would too. It'd be very interesting. You can see, you can see maybe the villain's point of view of playing superhero, right? The pulling the wool over over the public's eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. That would be that would be very interesting. And you can see, you can see actually the the genesis or the or even the genius of Norman Osborn, right? Yeah, assuming they stick with him, but right or whoever they get, right. But yeah, pulling the strings. But not only that, but also the insanity too. Yes. So that could, yeah, that had it like in the back that he still yeah. wants to be the Green Goblin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where he, where he's, wasn't he the Iron Patriot or whatever? Yeah. See, yep, that's right. He took, yeah, he he disguised himself as the Iron Patriot, just like just like Zemo did, uh, sensing V, right? Is it V? Is v it, in yeah. Thunderbolts. Yeah, in Thunderbolts. Yeah. Yeah, which was that was good too. That was a cool concept. So yeah, I don't know. Could be. that was a government? Wasn't the Thunderbolts were a government sanctioned? They were at one point. Yeah, they just didn't have the colors like the Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that yeah that could make for for an interest. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see if it actually happens. But and it I would could be interesting. I would like to see them doing even if it's just cameos of saying um. Let's see. Let's throw out some heroes that we don't, we haven't seen in the movies, mm. or even on the TV. You know, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Well, uh, we go with one, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight, which there was talk of a Netflix, right? But that's, that probably that's later that, on. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, or Tigra. Ooh, yes, yes, Tigra. That could be good, yeah, Tigra. The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Even if they're just like mini battles. Yeah. You know, in passing or whatever. Right. Oh, well, they have the Scarlet Witch in Avengers. Really? You're really going to call that call that a role? That is the Scarlet Witch. It wasn't much of a role, though. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that could be interesting. They could do some interesting things with that. I want to know where the hell goddamn Adam Warlock is for all this. Yeah. That's right, Mama yeah. Boy, you sigh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I don't, at this point, I don't even know if I'll ever get Adam Warlock. We'll see. I wish, but. But at least we know his cocoon's open, so he's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, yeah. Hmm? and again, well, I don't know, you know, like in the book, the Infinity, the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. pissed me off to no end that. They mean they went by they went kind of by the book. They used the book as a reference, but right, they didn't yeah. go step by step because in the book <laughs> it was Silver Surfer and who crashed in the sink, the Hulk. Yep. Well, they couldn't do Silver Surfer. Fox had the rights to Silver <sighs> Surfer. Whatever. <laughs> yours, that was a right. If they're issue. yours, they're yours. All right, I don't care if you're dumb enough to loan them out to somebody else. They ought to say, all right, you get to use them to do this, and that's it. Well, All the, rights are ours. We're letting you borrow it. At the time, they were going bankrupt, so they didn't have much choice, unfortunately. So Disney swept in there, oh, by you. <laughs> no, that was years after that. But it still happened, though. Yeah. 
but they were going bankrupt, so they gave they sold a bunch of rights to a bunch of characters to different companies. That was the worst thing they ever did. Agreed. Sony, Fox, Universal. Yep. But you know, and now it's kind of a mess. But they're slowly getting them all back. It's slowly coming back. So, all in all, I I would like to see what they're gonna do with the Dark Avengers. That would be cool. I would like to see that. But speaking of the movies, let's move on to our next topic, and that is uh. I saw an interesting article uh, about 10 characters. It was on this article was on newsarama.com. It was 10 characters they'd like to see in the MCU in the movies. So I'll read you the list. You can give me your thoughts. First one, Kazar. You remember Kazar? Yep. The Savage Land with uh, Savage Land, yep. Naboo, the, the saber toothed tiger. Yep. Uh, Azabu, actually. Azabu. Sorry. Yep. I just read that. Um, yeah, so he's kind of like a... Tazian wannabe. Basically. I don't know if I'd want to see him in the movies. I don't know. I would like to see it if it was another X-Men movie. When they went to the Savage Land. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I'd like to see. That would be awesome. That would be cool, yeah. With them. I don't, I don't remember the storyline. Was Magneto there? Magneto was there, wasn't he? I think so. Wasn't he used in the Brotherhood of... Evil mutants, probably. Yeah. Had the, had them to battle and have Hazar come in and say, you know, this is my land. Yeah, yeah. And then that could be cool. Yeah, they could. Yeah, and they could do like the whole dinosaurs and everything in the right. Savage Land. Yeah, they could. That could be really interesting. Because he was wasn't Magneto up there to control the Earth's Polaris. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. In a long time. So we'll have to see. Mm. Not, not, not in my top three. No, yeah. All right. How about this one? The next one, a real version of Galactus. A real version of Galactus. Yeah, better than remember. Who was, was just a clown? Yeah. They were, if that. Yeah, we're talking about a real the the real version, giant humanoid Galactus. An origin? Not necessarily, but just to see him, you know. Come down and that would be you. cool. That would be cool. And now that Disney has bought Fox and they're getting the X Men and the Fantastic Four back, yeah, that could be good. I see where you're going with this. They could maybe do, you know, do it the way it's supposed to be done. What if they? You know what they could do? They could do. Uh, now that they have the Fantastic Four, they must have Silver Surfer back. Oh yeah. All right. Definitely yeah. Whatever reason. He's back in the service of Galactus, okay? Mm. Silver Surfer comes back again. Let's see. He's coming. And this time, it's for real. <laughs> All right? You can also bring in Airwalker. Oh, yeah. To yeah. try to stop Silver Surfer right, or Fire yep. Lord. Oh, I'd love to see Fire Lord. Okay? That would be cool. Now, from the east comes Thanos <laughs> without the gauntlet. Oh, yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. And just have it Galactus Thanos with <laughs> the Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four stuck in the middle. Ah, that'd be cool, yeah. And now what? <laughs> with the Avengers now. Yeah, no They're kidding. They're like, yo, we're cleaning up. That would, that would be cool. I would like to see that. That would be. That'd be interesting. All right, so the next one we have is Nova. I mean... You know, they've had the Nova Corps in Guardians of the Galaxy, so I guess it would make sense to have Nova, but 
I'll pass on that one. Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of like, whatever on that one. Not a. I could barely sit through Gl- Guardians of the Galaxy. Never mind another Nova. Really? I love the Guardi- the first Guardians. The second one was there. Uh... I would like to see them do with the original <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Ah, now the next one is a character we just mentioned, as a matter of fact. And that is Adam Warlock. To which, again, I will say, I really want... <laughs> I really, really, really wish that Adam Warlock was involved. Yeah. With the whole Infinity Gauntlet story, but yep. you know, it was not to be, sadly. Whatever happens in the fourth one, okay, because mm. it's gonna be out after after it, mm. okay. For some reason, for whatever reason, he ends up with the soul gem on his forehead, whether whatever color it ends up being. Yeah. <laughs> but it can also introduce and expand on the collector, right. The stranger, mm-hmm. all the entities, right? Like Dynasty, uh, Destiny, oh, yeah, yeah, Eternity, right? Then, if not Thanos as your arch enemy, you got Magnus, yes, yep. All right, then yeah. you bring in Gamora for like maybe cameo at the end, mm-hmm. introduce Pip the Troll, yeah, yeah. That's where that's that's someone I'd love to see too, Pip Patrol. He hasn't been used as much anymore. No. I saw him in I don't remember what what book he was in last year or something, but it was a small part and it wasn't. It was like a. It was one. It was wasn't it? Um, they did an Adam Warlock one shot and he was in it, I believe. No, I don't think it was that. Not. I mean, I don't think what I read was that. What I read was something, because he was, what I read, he was like, he was a miserable drunk and all, you know, he was like not. He was always a miserable drunk. No, but I mean like, like. Have you not read Infinity Gauntlet? No, I know. But I mean like a broken, like broken down, like not, like down on his luck and you know what I mean? Like. Okay. So. All right. I don't remember what book that was, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, So the next one they have is Kamala Khan, the Miss Marvel, who, eh. Whatever. I kind of don't really have an opinion about that one. I don't even know who the hell you're talking about. I thought there's only one Miss Marvel. Nope, there's another one. A young girl. She's she's an inhuman. She has stretch powers. Is that one of those Michigan Avenger things? No. Or the Runaways? Or... No, no, not one of those. No. She's something else entirely. Yeah, no. Pass. Next. Uh, ooh. Next up, they have Spider-Woman. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Jessica June? Uh-huh. Yes. I would love to see her in the movie. Jessica Drew, yep. That would be kind of cool, having having her movie mm. come out, and then at the end, finding out that she's a scroll. Yeah, that would be cool, yeah. Because she's the one, no, it was Electra that first they first discovered was a, was a Right. But yeah, I'd love to see her. Oh, here we go. This next one, Jang Chi. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Finally. <laughs> I know you are a huge Shang-Chi fan. Yep. One one of the one of the um maybe the only full collection I have is Master of Kung Fu. Oh really? Yep. Nice. I was kinda hoping that with um that we might eventually see Shang-Chi like on 
start out in in the Netflix series, maybe Iron Fist or something, and then get his own series. But right, or even in the Defenders, or even in the Defenders. Yeah, but now hear me out, okay? Okay. If not Shane, she as himself right off the bat. Yeah. All right. I mean, because they've proven it that they 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 use the books as a guideline. They don't follow it panel by panel. Right. Okay. Instead of Cliff Barton or Baron or whatever his last, Hawkeye's last name. Yeah. All right. Or the girl that originally had the persona of Ronan. Yep. Okay. Have Shang Chi as Have Ronan. as Ronan since his oh, martial arts. Totally see that. You yeah. know. Yeah, I could. Totally and then see he that. could keep it because he doesn't want. You know, right. he wants to keep his personal life separate from his right. duty. Have him working for Shield. Sure, yeah. As a liaison, yep. uh, liaison, yeah, liaison for the Avengers. Yeah, like, and they could have brought him in as Ronan and have them think he's a villain. I was thinking, have him come in as Ronan as a Leon liaison from Shield, Shield to go up against the help Mi Mi Six, Nathan right. Smith and Blackjack. To stop Fu Manchu. <laughs> now he's masked the whole time. Right. Like, right. I'm going to say it's Snake Eyes. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they stop Fu Manchu. And Fu Manchu goes, uh, You know, how are you able to stop me? And he takes off his mask because I'm your son. Ah, nice. And then had them ask him to join the Avengers or just stay as the Leon. I cannot Liaison. say that damn word. <laughs> And work with the Avengers. Oh, that could be interesting, yeah. So he's still in Avengers and he still has you still have ties to Shield. Right. In MI six. Hmm. Interesting. Cause now you can bring in Captain Captain Britain. Right. Union Jack. <laughs> yeah. All the heroes across the pond. <laughs> sure, sure. And while you're at it, we can bring in the next character on the list, Moon Knight. I know you want to see the last two. I know you. Want I would to love to see night. Netflix just that fresh. Yeah, you know, I mean, so far they haven't said anything about Jessica Jones. Yeah, right. They just got done season three with Daredevil, so they must be doing something right. Yeah, I would bring in Moon Knight mm. to replace either Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Right, and just. There was a plan at one point yep. to bring in New Might. New Might? New Might. Okay. Moon Knight. But uh, that that didn't seem to go too far. So, who knows? I mean, I mean his, his role of Gal I mean, is not as much as Batman's or Superman's. Right. But they're just as intense. Mm. You got Bushman. Mm. You got Midnight, which I believe was like his half-brother or whatever. Mm. Um, Again... Where he first started off with Werewolf by Night. Right, right. And bring that in and start another whole new job. Oh, yeah, there we go. So, because, so, like, with Doctor Strange, Marvel, the Marvel movies started moving into the realm of magic and stuff. So, with it, you know, you could start moving into the more horror realm, too, with some of this stuff. I see where you're going. In the comics, you know, you could bring Blade in. Yep, right. Okay? Yep. And Hannibal, mm -hmm. the Midnight Suns or whatever. Yep. Right. Um, but in 
the seventies, early eighties, they did when Tom Mandrake drew Tomb of, Tomb of Dracula. Yep. And and uh Gene Colon. Because mm. Colon and Mandrake both drew Doctor Strange and Tomb of Dracula. Right. And at one point it got to the point where Doctor Strange had to step in to kill Dracula. Oh yeah. They could do that storyline. Yeah, that'd be cool. Even as even if it's a movie. Yeah. And that way you can introduce at least one of the Marvel monsters as right. they're called. Yep. And I just think that would be awesome. That would be, yeah. Uh... Now, next up we have a character that I would love to see personally, and that is She Hulk. Yes. I love She Hulk. I'm a huge fan. I would yep. love to see She Hulk in the MCU. It may get some cameos from her uncle from uh her cousin. Yep. Because so I mean, obviously Hulk is a part of the Avengers, but I know they can't do Marvel can't do any solo Hulk films because Universal still owns the rights to right Hulk right in the crap deal we talked about a few minutes ago. But you could do a She-Hulk movie right with a or, cameo from Bruce Banner. Exactly. And I would love that. Or even a Hulk, uh, She-Hulk TV show. That'd be cool too. Yeah. So make that happen, people. Well, that that would definitely that would be another good choice, much like the next one, which is Namor, <clears throat> which uh, Kevin Feige, head of uh, Marvel Films, has said he would like to bring Namor into the MCU. Going back to the Galactus and Thanos, why couldn't you introduce? You know, you got instead of Thanos because they're with the Avengers, but if you brought in like Namor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Either the help having to be forced, having to be forced to work with the land, the land dwellers mm-hmm. to protect the planet from Galactus. Sure, because he would have as much a stake right. in it. Yeah, because all right, if not more, because a world is more water than land. Right, and that's how you introduce Namor to your. Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see what, you, what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep, yep. That could be interesting, yep. And then you can have cameos from, like, Atuma and all the other ones. Right. Have, like, Stingray, have, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right, right. But no Aquaman. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Because he fights dirty. So, there you go. There's the ten characters they mentioned. Um, Some pretty good ones that we would definitely like to see. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but yeah. I got to imagine some of them will be coming at some point, somewhere. Oh, I'm sure they'll have, I'm sure they'll have to punch out a couple more sequels to the ones that are going. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have another Black Panther. Oh, yeah. That's, another yeah, Iron Man. One yeah. more Iron Man before, um, Downey, Downey's contract's up. I don't know, maybe. I don't know if they'll do another one. We we'll know, see. we know, I don't know the guys after Captain America. Oh, Chris Evans, yeah. Yeah. Avengers 4, that's his his last one. Yep. But you never know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Somebody threw a boatload the size of a cruise ship at somebody's feet, say, two more movies. Could happen. I'd be doing that right now to do Jackman. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Wolverine. Yeah, especially now. Hey, you get him in that damn suit. They're coming back. 
to Marvel, so yep. yeah. Uh, do you think they could replace Captain America with another actor like they have done with Batman? Why not just another man in a mask? <laughs> True. If they find the right actor. Sakes, sure. Chris Evans started off as the human torch. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can end up as a villain. What a difference. Yeah. Speaking of Batman, let's move on to our next topic. And that is actually Batman's sidekick, former sidekick, Dick Grayson. The original greatest sidekick of them all. There you go. Yeah. Uh, also known as Nightwing. And let's talk about what they have been doing with Nightwing. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we know that in uh, recent issues of Batman, uh, Dick Grayson Nightwing was shot in the head. By uh, the KG Beast. Yes. And he recovered. Uh, and it was more like a glance, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a... Yeah, Pretty much, like yeah. Flesh wound. Yeah, basically. Because you can't kill Dick. <laughs> but we do know that he lost his memory, and he... This is the ironic part. Changed his... His personality has changed, and... He's about, he has bouts of vertigo. Yeah. And he's afraid of the heights. <laughs> yeah. And now he's calling himself Rick Grayson. <sighs> Just go. The hell with the goddamn people. You can't use Dick because that's inappropriate. You know what? He's been Dick Grayson for 70 freaking years. I know, right? If you don't like it, don't read the damn book. Uh, Save yourself four bucks. Go get a latte. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's comic books, so you know eventually. Right. He's, he's going to come back as himself. Right. But, but it's a good building point on how structured his perspective how his personal strength of getting through right, right. this crisis to back to where he was. Mm. So I've, I've been reading, I've only been reading Batman. I don't read Nightwing. So why don't, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us your thoughts on this storyline? Pretty sure I just did. Yeah, actually I'm pretty sure you just did too. I like it on one level and I'm like doing like the Picard in hand <laughs> moment. My guess is, um, being from outside, that the the Nightwing fans are probably mostly not happy with this. No. And from what I've, you know, I've said this before, and I'll say it till the day I die. You got the, you got the trilogy. You know, you got the Superman, the Batman, and the Wonder Woman. Right, right. And the first person you think of after those is Robin mm. or Dick Grayson. Right. Right. He has contacts to everybody. Mm-hmm. Justice League, Titans, mm-hmm. Outsiders. He's done it all. Mm-hmm. All right. He was the the backbone of the Titans. Right. He's been trained to be to pick up the, the mantle when whatever happens when Bruce. Right. He's done know? it. Right. He's been Batman. Better than any of the other replacements. Yeah, it's true. I won't mention any names, Azrael. <laughs> um, and I said it again. He's one of the, they all die, but it took him seventy something years to actually consider killing Dick Grayson off because he was supposed to die in Final Crisis, 
Oh, right, yeah. But everybody, there was such an uproar over it. Good old Connor Kent got the old short straw, as you might say. <laughs> mm. Um, And then they said, look, we got to do this. Got to figure out a way to, you know, bring it back as soon as possible. And forever evil, or is that what it was, forever evil, where they strapped a bomb to him, to his hat, and if his hat stopped, Thanks. So, it would go off, or they maybe yeah. he had to die for them to disconnect, right? To disconnect the bomb, the megaton bomb or whatever. Yeah, and so they killed him, froze him, brought him back to life. Mm. Right within three pan, within three pages, he was back. <laughs> Shortest death in history ever, and I mean, depending on what future you're looking at for him. If you go by Kingdom Come, he mm. becomes Red Robin. Right, yeah. All right. Like I said, when Bruce finally got the bid, either retires or passes away. He'll pick up, he'll take over as Batman until probably Damien gets his head out of his ass. I hope Damien will be gone by then. But I liked, I liked him when he took over for Bruce as Batman. I Doing the Prodigal Son? Did you yeah. ever read that one? Yeah, yeah. I and enjoyed he, that. Yes. I enjoyed him as Batman. Yes. So, or even uh, last rights when he, I don't know, wait, last rights when Darkseid sent him back in the in the time or whatever. Oh right, yeah. And they had the battle for the cow. Yeah. And then Dick yes, took yep, over. Yeah. And he ran it for a while. Yep. And they kind of knew he was Batman was kind of off. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Commissioner Gordon. Right. Yeah. I mean. Granted, everybody, you know, like Wonder Woman, Superman, they all knew. Well, yeah, know. right, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Commissioner Gordon kind of figured it was it was right. some somebody different. The, or... the hero community said, you know, we can really get behind this one. Mm. And if you look, they, heroes, every hero trusts Dick Grayson more than they trust Batman. Right. All right? Because yeah. they respect Batman, but... Well, they respect them out of fear. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's they Batman's trust whole thing. the Grayson out of friendship. Right. And that's how, I mean, I would love to see him besides the Titans. Because no matter how, I mean, don't grant, I like the Titans. I like the original Titans. Mm. But with what's going on with Heroes in Crisis. Mm. Okay. And. The future storylines where they got the Titans and they got, I mean, yeah, the uh, roll call still keeps revolving. Right. Okay, because they can't, they don't seem to be able to click. Um, I would like to see him on a team actually leading, well, I mean, his leadership is by far second to none. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has two, him and Bruce have two ways of leading. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And, in fact, they even pointed that out in the first, um, when it was the new Teen Titans with Mob Wolfman and George Perez. They had a crossover, had a two-book crossover with the outs- Batman and the Outsiders, okay? Mm. And Batman started barking out orders, and Robin goes, no, this is, you, you're going to get us killed. <laughs> he goes, so he, Dick jumped in and said, you know, you do this, you do that, you mm-hmm. cover him, 
and when you're done with when you obtain him you back up this one and at the end he Batman basically said you know what i was wrong a teacher can learn from his pupil and that's a big thing that's when they yeah. had the rift robin and bruce had that rift right yeah over to talia and catwoman and all right of, yeah. you know yeah it kind of mended the way mm. you know the all the branch to start working back together right but i would love to see him go back to what he is i mean it's only been a few issues but i've had enough <laughs> yeah i think I, there yeah. is no rick yeah, I think I think pretty much all the Nightwing fans feel yeah. that way. So we'll see how long that goes on, but I'm guessing probably not too long. So let's move on to our next topic, and that is uh, we're moving on to a little Guardians of the Galaxy news, in which they're coming out with a new Guardians of the Galaxy series. Um, the last one ended right before, led into Infinity Wars, and ended right before Infinity Wars. So this one is going to be written by Donny Cates, and Jeff, drawn by Jeff Shaw, um, and uh, it's going to have an interesting lineup. Um, so right now there are uh, they've re- revealed a bunch of characters, but they're saying the the big uh, catch is that only six of the characters are going to be on the team. So the characters they've revealed so far um, are Doc, Doc, <laughs> Dark Hawk, who. I used, to, I used to be a big Dark Hawk fan back in the 90s. He just resurfaced with this whole Infinity yep. thing, right? Yep. Uh, Dark Hawk Gladiator from the Shi'ar. Uh, Phyla Vell, Nova, Moon Dragon, Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> sorry, thought... sorry, Dario, it's not the frog. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Um, and then they just added Silver Surfer, Groot, Star-Lord, and Adam Warlock to the lineup. So, so this is the book. This is the book. So out of all that, um, the story is going to introduce all of them, and then it's going to end up having just six of them as the actual Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. It'll be fun to see which ones they have. My vote's for Adam Warlock. Yep. Silver Surfer. Yep. Um, I'd like to see Darkhawk, but Beta, Darkhawk. Beta Ray Bill would be cool. So we'll see what happens. Moon Dragon wouldn't be bad either. No, yeah. We haven't seen Moon Dragon in quite a while. Like, nope. really seen her. I w- hell, I would even throw in Mantis. I would like to see Mantis, yeah. Mantis would be cool. Um, even some, Maybe even some of the original. Yeah, you could put, yeah, throw in some of the original. Charlie cool. 23. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, Red Vance. Yeah, Vance. That was um, Captain America. Yeah. In the Vance Stone. No. Anyway, I don't remember. I'm having a brain fart. I have a lot of those these days. A younger version of Yondo. Yeah, that would be cool, yeah. So, The Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, comes out January 23rd. So, that would be interesting. I'll check that out. Makes a great birthday present. <laughs> it might, it'll be after, but yeah. just saying. So, that'll be interesting. Now, now let's talk about something... We met, we kind of hinted at earlier, and uh, I'm sure everybody knows by now that Netflix has canceled Iron Fist and Luke Cage. No word yet on Jessica Jones, Daredevil, or The Punisher, but who knows if those are coming next. So, I don't know. Is it a surprise, really? No, I think they're, I think they're 
they're cutting their losses. Yeah, I think so too. Honestly, yeah. I mean, how good was really? How good was Iron Man? Ah, uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. I still haven't finished the second season of Iron Fist. I watched Fist. both of them just because I had to. Just to yeah, yeah. Put it out of my misery, right? And basically, when they said they canceling it, I'm like, oh, thank God. I know, and a Luke Cage was the same. I could never get in a Luke Cage. It, yeah, I got through them, but it was, it was. I had to force myself to watch them, which mm-hmm. is not. You should. That shouldn't be how it is. Even that even goes for me, Jessica Jones. I'm just no. I liked the first season. I haven't watched the second season yet, so I can't really. I got three episodes in the Jessica Jones. I'm like, yep, yeah, nope. See, but I'm wondering how much of it was because I really enjoyed the the uh, Purple Man. In Jessica Jones, mm. David Tennant as a Purple Man was that was maybe was the awesome. only that was the highlight. Yeah. Oh, definitely was the highlight. Yeah, which might be why I haven't watched the second season yet. But but uh, other than that, though, I gotta give kudos where uh, in Daredevil mm. with the Kingpin, mm-hmm. best choice ever. Oh, definitely. I love definitely hands down. I loved him on. Law and Order, mm-hmm. and it just is like taking his taking the collar off and letting he's, him oh. run run amok as a villain. He just he so nailed the, the kingpin. Yep. Just, he just completely nailed it. Yep. And um, though I would like to see where they go with the Punisher, I would do the Punisher one more season. I would yeah, I would like to goes. see another season of Punisher too. Um, of course, neither of us has watched the third season of Daredevil yet. Right? No, I was going to start tomorrow. Yeah, because I just I haven't had time recently. But I do want to see it. Mm. And I've heard it's good. And Kingpin's back. Yeah. So, and it's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to really yeah. be good. And, and they're supposed to have bullseye in this one. So yeah, that's what, you know, we've been waiting for. Now we're so. talking Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I am excited to see season three of Daredevil. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Nope. But yeah, it was not. So now I'm at the point where I've I'm like on episode four or five of Iron Fist, and now that I know it's canceled, I'm at the point where I'm like, should I finish it or just? It's I don't know. I mean, can you let it go? Did you honestly say, do I really need to watch the rest of this? Well, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm debating it with myself right now. I mean, I had to only because I had to put it to rest. Right? Yeah. See, there's a part of me that's feeling that way, and there's another part that's like, well, you don't, it's canceled, you know, it's not. You can always put it at the bottom of the list, like after you watch everything that you want to watch. Yeah. And then when the reruns start, you can go back and watch Iron Fist if it's still on. If not, then you didn't miss much. Yeah, true. I'll tell you much, you didn't miss much. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's other, there's, of course, with this, with Luke Cage and Iron Fist canceled, there's also talk of, oh, maybe they'll, in some way, bring him back as Heroes for Hire. Would you be? What would you think of that? Not interested. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't didn't mind read, that. Didn't read the comic. Don't want nothing to do with the TV show. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that because I will say that the in the second season of Luke Cage, there was an episode where they had Iron Fist come in, mm-hmm. and Luke. You know, the the whole episode was Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a fun episode, so I would I I might be interested in the Heroes for Hire, but the only way you get me to watch that 
an episode if that episode contains Sabretooth. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but... <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah, there we go. So, I don't know, it's interesting. Not totally surprising they got canceled. It does leave a question mark on all the other shows and what's going to happen. And I think they're going to at least do the partial one more season. I think I think so, yeah. See. I think they should, yeah. They really should. And I think depending on how I'm I think that season 3 is going to be enough to give them season 4. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I know I know they have enough material to run with. I know the showrunner said um they do have um they do have plans if they want to, you know, right. If Netflix so, says Go why, ahead, but they do have plans for... Why couldn't, in season four, why couldn't you have Daredevil come across Moon Knight? Oh, yeah, totally. And see yeah. how it goes, and then, you know, see what the viewer rates were. Right. On depending on, you know, mm-hmm. whether you want to give him his own show, give him a special, right? like a two-hour special, and then see how that goes. Yeah, that you know could what I'm be, saying? Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, but I think Daredevil can stand on his own. I think yeah, the Punisher definitely. done right can stand on his own. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, again, Iron Fist was weak. It mm-hmm. was just weak. Yeah. And Luke Cage was iffy at best. Right. So. I mean, one episode would would be great. Next week, it would be like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> and then it give you, you know, it was inconsistent right and when you're trying to have uh try to build a fan base mm. you need that consistency for at least the first two seasons yeah really otherwise you might as well just scrap it say that's have why, a nice day that's why daredevil's still yeah you know, you're still you know even did because... even uh daredevil there was a couple episodes oh sure yeah that's the other thing, I, you know, it can't, that's been said. And I can see, I can see your, I can see your point. I can see the network's point. Mm. You can't be balls to the wall every episode. Sure, but you know, uh, the other thing is that has been talked about is, you know, I've said not a, I've said a lot of other people have said it. They should really think about shortening the seasons instead of thirteen episodes. Maybe just do ten episodes. That way, there'd be you know it wouldn't mm. stretch out as long. There yeah, but be... I mean, on the major networks, they their seasons go like twenty to twenty-two inches. You know, twenty-two episodes. Yeah, but even some of those are. But you know what they do? They don't run them all at once. Right. Yeah. What if you did once a week? Once a week, or 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 even break up, break it in half. Yeah. Oh okay? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go like one to ten. From October to December. Right, yeah. Take a break for a month. Sure, sure, yeah. And then do 11 to 20. Like yeah, that after makes all sense, of, yeah. like this, after the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup, you right. know, like all this March Madness. How many times have you had to pause Big Bang <laughs> to wait for a stupid March Madness to get done and over with? I know, right? The other thing, too, they could do is, is have. Some more like standalone episodes. Yes, yes. So in, you know, one, right? 
the one the ones or uh, one offs. Right. Or even shorter arcs. Yes. Too. That could work. Yep. Or you so. can always I don't know, go back to the to the old fashioned serials. Yeah, yeah. Have cliffhangers. Right. You know, something happened, boom. And then you start another one. Sure, yeah. Then come back right, to it yep. like maybe at the end of the season that ties it in in the season finale. Right. Answer all the questions. Yep. So I mean there's there's a lot to there's a lot they can do if they just read the damn books. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your there's your answer to everything. Just read the damn book. So Or ask or ask the writers that did the books. Yeah. You know, the, what was yeah. your point of view? What was your purpose of Yeah, have them be consultants or, right. or, or yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So ultimately I'm not totally sad to see those shows go. Well, I'm doing cowheels. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. It depends on what happens with the other ones, like Daredevil and Punisher and stuff. Yeah, who knows? We'll maybe see. maybe Disney will buy up Netflix and they'll be back on again. Maybe. Well, next up, uh, we'll just have a quick little story. So, Iron Mouse. <laughs> there's a comic book, um, that uh I have enjoyed. It's called Mouse Guard. Kind of an indie book. Um, and and uh, it it's kind of like a medieval-esque type story, but involving mice as the main characters and cats and stuff, snakes as the villains and such. Sort of like, excuse me, sort of like, um, from, my, from what I saw of it, it's sort of like Redwall. Yeah, yeah. With a Dungeon and Dragon type of twist, or like yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, And it, the book is done by David Peterson, and they are coming out with a movie based on the book, which is very interesting. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about that, because I do like the stories. Good book. And I think it'll make an interesting movie. It's going to be like part animated, part motion capture, and it should be good. So uh, there's no release date on that yet, but we will keep our eyes open for that. So that's all we wanted to say on that one. Good to know. <laughs> there you go. So, next up, Halloween oof. Halloween is coming next week. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about horror comics and such. Uh, and now, you had said before the episode that you had read, you saw that horror comics were the number two... Uh, genre behind superheroes. Yeah, the, the second biggest genre behind superheroes. Which totally makes sense. Uh, comics have... Horror comics have had a big history. Um, they used to kind of, back in the early days, they were they were big contenders. Um, you know, you had EC Comics, Charlton Comics had some. There was good stuff. Um, first, first comics. Yep. Yeah, there were companies that just put out mo- mainly just horror comics. It was a big thing. In fact, so mm-hmm. hmm? basically, they were they were the forefathers indie comics. Right, yeah. Because they were all underground, right. pretty much. And uh, they were so prevalent that they were even a big part of why the Comics Code Authority was created, um, which kind of governed over comics for several decades. And, and there was a lot... That had effects like things like um, take Morbius the Living Vampire from Spider-Man 
they couldn't actually do vampires. So they had to do him as a character that was a scientist who, because they couldn't actually have him be a real vampire. Right, exactly. Yep. So it's kind of an interesting history. Um, And then uh, you could almost say that horror comics have kind of had a resurgence. There's some, some, there's been some big stuff out there. Um, Like uh, a few years ago, there's a big series called 30 Days a Night that came out, um, which is about vampires in Alaska. One in the last 10 years, which would have to be the most efficient, would be The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. The Walking, <laughs> Dead, the Walking I... Dead started as a comic, and now look at it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and not only that, but then if you go back and you take um, the character of Blade, <laughs> the character of Blade, who was... Uh, you know, he's half vampire. Blade was, I don't think they, the movies get enough recognition for being kind of the, um, they kind of opened the door for what we have today for superhero films. Mm. Um, because, you know, Blade Blade came out. Oh, would you say, I wouldn't say superhero film. I would say anti-hero. Sure, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, the, but I mean, um, I'd say because of Blade and how well it did, it kind of made people oh, yeah. say that, oh, maybe comic book movies, you know. Right. Maybe there's a there's something there. Right, exactly, yeah. Thus Marvel Universe. Right. So, uh, yeah, horror comics have had a huge influence on things, and uh, I think that's kind of interesting. I mean, back in the 70s, 80s, even today, there's still a lot of books. Oh, yeah. Right? DC had place they had so many they had like a house of mystery yeah house of horror house of secrets right it had um at the time he wasn't considered superhero same with same with marble with swamp thing right and man thing right and but then once they started working their superheroes into the storylines then well you know he's misunderstood right like the frankenstein monster which both Marvel and DC have versions of. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know if DC ever had a, had a version of Dracula. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I don't think they ever did. And the closest that thing, I, know I think of. the closest thing that to a werewolf would be Timberwolf from the Legion of, Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah, Marvel, even then. Marvel looked at the universal monsters. Right. And they just picked it up and they ran with it. Yeah. To the point where they made them like a monster squad that would fight even greater evils. Right. Yep. And then DC picked up on it and turned them at the time that DC said jumped on the monster bandwagon. They, the monster genre in the war story genre mm-hmm. was kind of dipping beyond to the point where they wanted to eliminate them. DC goes, well, what if we merged them? Mm. And that started weird war stories. <laughs> okay? Yep, yep. The haunted tank. Right. The, um, they had GI ghost stories. Then along came the creature commandos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right? Where yep. they had, that's when they had Dracula. Right. That's the only time they had Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Is they had Drac. They had Frankenstein, they had the Wolfman, they had the creature from the Black Lagoon, 
Um, they had Medusa. Mm. Right. Um, and they did that as horror slash war, which is really. And then later in the eighties, nineties, mm. right? It wasn't total horror, but I believe Alan Moore did the um yeah, yeah. the the League of of Extraordinary Gentlemen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. And he introduced um the Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah. And Hyde from Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Right, right. And Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. Yeah. The who was a female vampire? Wasn't she? T- was it? Was that Mina? Mina? Maybe. Don't remember. She had some tie to like probably Dracula. Yeah, I know. Yeah, along yeah, with yeah. Tom Sawyer, right, and Captain Nemo, and um, what was that? Sean Connery. Alan Quatermain. Alan Quatermain. Yeah. So, even as hell, even what I'm saying is, yeah, they had it's the second most genre than other than superheroes because they've always been around, right? Places you got. Like I just said, Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They're considered classics in literature. Right, yeah. And they just decided to run with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays, right? Dynamite, Dynamite, Boom, ID, IDW, Army of Darkness. Right, Freddy yeah. versus Freddy versus um Jason. Yeah. Dark Horse would do the... Predators and aliens. Oh, right, yeah. I don't see them leaving anytime soon. Nope. Yeah, so it's interesting that, I mean, I don't know how many comic fans realize that horror has been such a big part of comics, but it's got a long history, so. even, I would say, um, with the Joker. Oh, yeah, I would too, yeah. You could definitely do, yeah. He, he's borderline. There's definitely a horror element in the with the Joker. Borderline Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, because he wasn't always a joke. Right, yeah. Two Face, same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Play Face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Horror and superheroes will always somewhat be hand in hand. Definitely, yeah. Because if we're not rooting for our heroes, we're scared out of our. <laughs> we love the monsters. All right, so. We're gonna start winding down a little uh towards the end. But uh unfortunately we're gonna to have to uh mention a few recent passings in the comic book world since the last episode we recorded. And uh first off we'll talk about Gary Friedrich, who recently passed away. And uh he was the co creator of Ghost Rider, King of Horror, and also one of my favorite characters. Um so it's sad to see him go. Um and uh but of course as always condolences to his family. And the other one we wanted to mention was Norm Brayfogel, who recently passed as well. And uh what do we know Norm best from, would you say? Detective. Detective, yeah. Um so uh yeah, two great comic creators that have passed, two more great comic creators that have passed, unfortunately. Uh Again, condolences to their families, and, uh, you know, we're, we'll certainly miss them. So, let's let's not end on a sad note, though. So, let's not. We have one more thing to cover, and that was 
a, a, a new book coming out called Knights of the Golden Sun. So what do you want to tell us about that, Paul? Well, I saw this little tidbit in the comic shop news. Love the comic shop news. It's basically, right off the bat, they say it's not a religious book, okay? Okay. Not a religious book. It's a part, it's, I don't want to say this, it's a basis of it, right? God goes missing, right? So, all you Bible-based followers, <laughs> right? God goes missing or goes on excursion, whatever, and Michael, Michael uh, reaches out, sort of like an olive branch, mm-hmm. to Lucifer, mm. on finding, trying to find what happened to God. Interesting. And I guess they being back on an odyssey of their own, mm. find all father. And I believe it's out in... November fourteenth. Mm, interesting. So I was, I was gonna pick it up and do a review on it. So as soon as it comes out, boys and girls, you'll get my report. All right, cool. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yep. I'll have to check that one out. But uh, like we've reached the end of the episode here. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Dario, we miss you. Dario, we miss you. I'm sure he'll be back hopefully next time. Yep. If he's not dead. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, so that'll do it for us this episode. Uh, I hope you all have a happy and safe Halloween. Uh, hope you get lots of good candy and stuff. And uh, until next time, good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Don't take no salads or apples or whatever. You see they have these little salad packages. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm dull. <laughs> You know, the best house is always the house with the full-size candy, not the bite-size candy. That's right. The full snicker bar, baby. Yeah. Anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Bye.